How's it going, baby girl? This is Jason, <laughs> your dad dad. How are you doing today? Um, I know how you're doing. You're doing tremendous. You're doing awesome. You're having a blast. You're being adventurous. You're being, uh, uh, you have the most curiosity ever. And you're just uh, so outgoing. You just want to go out there and just find all the answers to everything. And I just love seeing that aspect of you. You know, even at the very youngest you could be, at your one and a half years of age, you're still going to develop into that young woman, that adult woman that's going to be um, just always perplexed by the wonders of the universe. And it's just so cute and adorable and just exciting to see you just um, <clears throat> really traverse this landscape and, and leave your touch on everything around you. Everyone that has the opportunity to be around you is truly grateful for it because you are just the the biggest, you're just so cute and everyone loves that. Everyone loves your energy and just, you always leave everyone wanting more. And I, I love that about you. It's so beautiful. It really is. But um, this isn't about how amazing you are. <laughs> it is a little biased, by the way. Of course, I'm your father. And I do think that you're the most amazing little girl ever. Um, but I know that just like everything else, we're all human beings. We all make our own mistakes. We all uh, have our faults. We all have our um, the things that we just all need to overcome ourselves. And, and we also have our stories and our adventures and everything else that define us as, as human beings. But no one is perfect. And I, I know that's not your story as well. But you really are the most amazing daughter that a father could ever have. And that's just fact, at least from me. So it's not opinion. <clears throat> but this, today's message, if I were to leave it up to your mom, <laughs> your mom is so funny sometimes. Uh, today I was asking her what kind of message should I, sometimes I ask your mom, like what kind of message should I talk to Luna about today? And um, your mom is so funny because your, your mom will come up with like either really good ideas or ideas that just do not make any sense uh, to me. But out of all of the, the entertaining ideas that she proposes, it's always funny that I always land on something completely different than that. Um, and so today your mom wanted me to talk to you about buying a car <laughs> and I just could not stop laughing, but she was like, well, is aren't these messages technically supposed to be, things that are that give her guidance and, and help her when you're not around. And imagine she's probably going to be older and you're probably not going to be around if that's the case when she's that much older. And she might need help with those things. And for a second, the logic kicked in. And I was like, you know, your mom is right. She's right in saying that uh, I should be leaving behind messages that kind of help you address the adult thing. And... I was about to start this this message to you about buying cars, which, by the way, super simple, baby girl. One, live in an area where you don't need to own a vehicle. And if you do, just go for rentals um, because relying on public transportation is so much better. Like live in an area where the public transportation system is really good. I'm not saying like live somewhere like New York or um, like other cities that just really have like really mismanaged public transportation 
There are a lot of other areas in this world, including in the United States, that have some pretty good public transportation. They treat it well. They treat it as a commodity to all and and one that's given uh, the love and respect that's deserving of a, of a system that helps convenient everyone. Um, but if that's not your narrative, let's just say you happen to be living in a area that really dictates that you need to own a vehicle, uh, I do not blame you. I've gone it's funny i've actually probably have been evened out now of of the amount of years that i've owned a vehicle and the amount of years that i didn't own a vehicle and either i didn't own one when i was living in columbia with your mom because i utilized the public transportation out there or actually here in las vegas for a bit your father had some a really bad year his first couple years here in las vegas where he had a really bad two accidents and he just chose not to drive a vehicle for a while. And it was actually until you were born or like shortly before you were born that I went and bought a vehicle um, six months prior to you coming just because I knew I was going to need a car. I couldn't rely on public transportation when you're, you know, when you're first developing as a baby, as a human, uh, I need to take you to doctor's visits and stuff like that. And I'm not going to do that with public transportation. So in the likelihood that you become a parent, don't use public transportation <laughs> unless the systems in the future, which if they are, are probably going to be so much more technologically advanced and, and better. And at least that's what I'm hoping for because by the time you're at the age where you'll be driving in 15 years or so, 16 years, a lot can change. And so I'm hopeful that you don't even need to learn how to drive a vehicle. Most vehicles will just kind of drive themselves. But um And the likelihood that traditional methods of buying a vehicle still exist, which they're kind of changing now, I would recommend that you buy functionality first. I I would always recommend that you, if you have the luxury of being able to buy whatever you want, um, I would more address from the, the aspect of what can the vehicle do for you in the sense of like keeping you safe, um, and, and, and features and conveniences, especially if you're going to be using a vehicle that you're going to be driving long distances, that I think is the most important thing. You want to feel comfortable in your vehicle. And so I I would highly recommend that you start with that. If you need to budget yourself, highly recommend that you go used. Um, You should always go into used car market for that. And the way you would address buying the proper vehicles, you would have to do your own research and making sure that the vehicle and your dad's going to have a lot of friends. Uh, you'll have a lot of friends in your life that will know um, about this. And so the best thing you could always do is just reach out to someone that is very familiar in the automotive industry with the relative values of cars. So someone that's probably working in the automotive industry at the moment. And um, so that's definitely a plus. <laughs> your dad had a computer on. Um, and so... Uh, when you do buy a used car, uh, the way I always buy vehicles is that I always I'm upfront with the, the salesperson. If you're in good standing uh, credit wise and you have a sufficient amount of a down payment for a vehicle, uh, what I would tell you is that you have a lot of control in the buying situation, right? They're trying to sell you something. If you know you can qualify for financing a car or just buying a car outright, then then you have all the leverage. So, but a business still needs to make money. So you need to understand that as well, but you can pay a lot less than what the average person would pay for a vehicle because most of the time 
the when a dealership receives a car, they have an invoice that's delivered with that vehicle as well to what the dealership paid for that specific car. But most dealerships don't actually own their vehicles. What they do is they have a credit line with a bank. And essentially, they have an agreement with the bank that says that um, the dealership doesn't own the vehicle unless it stays on the lot for X amount of days. While it's on the lot, if it hasn't hit those X days, the bank actually owns the vehicle. And so the the leverage is handed down towards the financer or like the, the risk is more on the banks initially than it is on the lot. And this is the reason why lots are able to have large inventories on their space. And so where it becomes very stressful for a dealership is if a vehicle stands on their lot for a long time, because after a while, generally it's anywhere between 120 to 180 days. If a vehicle sat on a lot for that long, then the dealership has to buy that vehicle back from the bank. And then they take the liability of now having to sell this car and not knowing whether it will ever sell. And generally, if they can't sell a car in that amount of time, it's probably because they're struggling to sell it because they normally incentivize their salespeople the longer and older a vehicle gets. And so I would highly recommend that what you do is you go to a dealership and you ask them to show you the cars that have been sitting on the lot for well over 100 days and tell them to show you those cars first. And they're going to get super excited. First, the salesperson is going to get excited because most of the time the salespeople get an extra incentive for selling these cars. And secondly, the dealership gets super excited as well. They're, that's the reason why they're giving such an incentive to the salesperson to get to you know pretty much get rid of this car before they have to take ownership of it. And so with that knowledge, what you can do is you can then go to the dealership and just tell the salesperson, look, I'm willing to pay for the vehicle, but I'm only going to pay what you invoice for the car, like what you own this car for plus just your dealership fee. I'm not paying anything more than just taxes and registration. That's it. Because a lot of dealerships will start adding like different fees onto everything. And then you just need to tell them, look, I'm taking the car. And if the car sat on the lot for a long time, you could even probably get them to waive the dealership fee and just say, look here, I'm taking a vehicle off your lot that sat there for a long time. And I know the risk to you guys, if you guys don't sell this car soon. So why don't you sell me the car for invoice and you don't have to worry about, you know, holding this inventory that much longer. If you do that, you'll get a tremendous deal. Um, with used cars, it's not so much that you could do that, but that's definitely with the approach you should take on buying a car new with a used car. Um, the vehicles don't tend to stay on the lot for that long, but if you do find one that's the same, same aspect, if you find one that sits on the lot for a long time, then, um, Definitely what I would recommend is that you take the same approach, but, um, you know, they're probably not going to give it to you for what they paid that person for the vehicle. But again, you can try to leverage with them and be like, look, how much did you guys pay for this vehicle? If it's a used car, I would offer to pay the dealership fee and then also, um, you know, just pay what the invoice number is for a, a car that is brand new. I would just pay the invoice number and not pay a dealership fee. That's the difference. That's where I was making a mistake earlier. Um, and so if, if preference of color, and honestly, color shouldn't matter. If a car sat on a lot for a long time because of color, that's great because nowadays you can just, and in your future, it's probably can even be better. But cars can get, like, you can wrap cars for not that much. I mean, relative to a paint job. And I, I think that wrapping a car 
um, looks all way better than paint and it protects the paint underneath the car as well. So it helps maintain the value of the vehicle. Um, it, really at the end of the day, it's just the amenities. Like, does it have all the amenities that, and again, I would tell you that you should, that's very important, not just because your dad just, you know, wants you to be safe, but at the same time you should be safe because driving a vehicle is predominantly one of the very common ways that people can lose their lives. Um, I'm assuming in your future, though, things like, um, you know, front collision detection and uh, like a lot of other systems that are becoming like extra pay systems will become kind of a requirement for all manufacturers moving forward. It, it seems that it takes a while for NTSB and and um, other organizations that kind of like governments and things of nature to really implement safety features, it takes time. But I mean, like airbags, side airbags, and like rear cameras are are becoming more common and required now in vehicles. So, hopefully, in sixteen years, when you buy your first car, um, you won't have to stress too much about that. But that's it on on owning a car. I really, if you if you take that approach, and always go with someone else. Don't ever go by yourself. By the way, always go with someone else, and always let the dealership know that. That person's just there as a friend. And if you want to bring someone that's like well-informed on buying cars, do that. Uh, like if your dad's around, uh, like I love going out and buying cars just because I'm, I worked in that industry for quite some time. So I know my way in and out of it, not having to overpay for things, but um, yeah. And, and like the strongest thing you could do really is just like bring a pre-approved like X amount of money that your bank is willing to finance you for plus like your license and, and insurance and just say, look, I can clearly walk out of here with any car I want. Um, this is what I'm looking for and just tell them upfront, like no games. But I think all that stuff's kind of disappearing anyways. Like I said, I don't think you're going to go through this when you're older because uh, it looks like everything's trending to like everyone buying cars now online, the old fashioned way. You're probably going to laugh in the future when you hear that people used to go to a dealership and sit for hours talking to a sales rep and, and struggling with, you know, all these numbers and and tactics that financiers and um, sales managers and, and sales reps would, would play on people. But uh, you'll be like, in the future, I just buy a car and it gets delivered like Amazon. <laughs> um so that's it on buying a car, which has taken up a lot of time. So thanks, mom. And uh, thanks, they say thank you to your mom when you see her about this and tell her, guess what I just listened to? The message that you told dad to leave me about uh, buying a car. <laughs> I can't believe this is actually going to go out in public. This is going to be so funny. Um yeah, I guess I don't want to. I don't wanna keep you on for too long. What I, I, the subject I did want to talk about was getting older, but uh, we could just save that for next week. We'll just leave it here with cars because I think that's just funny enough. And I didn't even think I was going to go into depth about that, but I guess your mother's right. You should know about owning a vehicle, but also don't get one if you don't need to as well. Like I said, I would rec- highly recommend that you live in an area. And I know as a parent, I did it right when it came to showing you the differences between living in areas that have great public transportation and living in areas that don't. Just look at the way the people are. Just look at the environment. Look at the, the structure of the society. 
you really will see a lot happier people in areas where there's just you feel like your tax money is going towards a good system than you feeling obligated to have to get a vehicle to get to a and b all the time that's not the way it should be it should be airplanes rentals boat rides and public transportation and whatever the future has instilled like if teleportation is a thing that's gonna be so wicked but (laughs) um i love you i love you so much I love you so much that I can't believe I'm, I'm I'm leaving a message like this behind to you. I think it's so funny, but I guess your mother's right as well. You need to be prepared for everything that life has to present to you. And these are just the little facts of life when you get older, but I love you tremendously. Give your mom. If I'm around, give me a hug. Tell me the story about listening to this. It's always going to make me laugh. I just can't wait to spend more and more time with you. And we truly love you to death and just keep smiling, keep being adventurous, keep being curious and just um, treat people good and just go out and just enjoy your life as much as you can. We love you, baby girl. And I'll talk to you soon. Bye.